always love telling you about steel products. You can find them at steeldealers.com, and that is S-T-I-H-L. Told you many times that I have a number of steel products in my garage. It's the official handheld outdoor power equipment, in fact, of the Colorado Rockies. And they have over 9,000 dealers around the country. If you go to steeldealers.com or steelusa.com, one of the things you're going to be able to do that will help you with choosing your product. Let's say you want a blower or a chainsaw. They're going to ask you a few questions about what kind of use you normally have for that product. Do you want battery? Do you want gas? Do you want electric? And you answer a few questions and they're going to select the best product or products for you based on your usage. It's really simple. They're terrific and they've been a sponsor for quite some time now on our podcast. That is Steel Dealers or SteelUSA.com. S-T-I-H-L. Who doesn't love a good cup of coffee? Well, I get one every day with Boyer's Coffee. Boyer'sCoffee.com. In fact, as I tape this podcast, I am sipping on Boyer's Coffee right now. In fact, I have an Aspen Gold going. Just had Rocky Mountain Thunder and Aspen Gold delivered to the house. You can do the same through boyerscoffee.com instead of having to mess around and and go out and get it. I literally ordered it and it's uh, there 24 to 48 hours later on your doorstep. It's as simple as that. Or, of course, you can find it in one of your local grocers. They've been around in Colorado since 1965. Uh, They are a marvelous company. They have always been community-minded. They've been environmentally conscious. I could not uh, endorse them more highly. Boyer's Coffee at boyerscoffee.com. This week on the Drew Goodman Podcast, everything you ever wanted to know about the Rockies pitching staff. From Rockies pitching coach Steve Foster and what it's like taking on the underdog role. Nobody likes to see themselves considered a forgotten team. And I think that our pitchers always feel like they're up against the wall anyway. It just, it just for me, makes them mentally stronger. Subscribe to the Drew Goodman Podcast at iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And leave a comment. It helps other people find the show. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Drew Goodman Podcast, show number 85. Man, we're rapidly uh, closing in on triple digits. Going to have a big party by myself because, you know, COVID may still be going on. Hopefully not. Hey, you know what was great the other day? The temperature reached, oh, the low 60s. And I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, on the side, I'm uh, a coach on the Arapaho High School varsity staff and have been for the last uh, four years or so. And like uh, most baseball teams this time of year in cold weather states, you're doing a lot of your work indoors. Well, the other day, because the temperature uh, rose into the low 60s, and even if it doesn't, quite frankly, we try to get outside uh, in the afternoon. Um, I primarily work with the uh, infielders, and I had the middle infielders going, and uh, you know, guys working on their footwork and early presentation, their glove, and getting their right foot to it on backhands and all kinds of technical stuff. And it reminded me of one of my favorite baseball stories from one of my uh, favorite uh, baseball guys through the years, and that is Mike Gallego. You guys uh, probably remember Mike. He was the Rockies' third base coach under Clint Hurdle for a period of time. He had a good uh, big league career. In fact, he he tells a couple of funny stories. One, 
He said, you know what takes talent? He said, playing in the big leagues for 10 years and hitting only 230, that takes talent. That was one of his uh, staple lines. And another was whenever he would have young kids uh, that were listening in on, on a clinic that he was presenting, he would start this way. He would tell kids that, you know, this is a hard game. You got to be mentally tough. You got to be mentally strong. It's not a game of perfect. It's a game of imperfect. And he'd throw this out there for kids. He'd say, what happens, you know, you get a ground ball and, and, and you bobble it and, and it's an error. What should you be telling yourself? And the kids, you know, usually kind of have a blank look. And he say, I'll tell you what you tell yourself. Hit me another way, man. I hope the next hitter hits a ground ball to me again. I'm ready. And so, uh, he says, all right, next ball comes at me, and, man, I bobble it again, butcher it, can't pick it up in time, runner safe, another error. And so he said, what do you tell yourself? You know, this whole thing's about mental toughness. And the kids, now they get it. You say, hey, hit me another one. And he goes through that again, and you make another error. And so he goes through the whole thing again. He goes, kids, what do you tell yourself? And all the kids chime in now in unison, hit me another one. He goes, no. He goes, you made three errors in a row. Hit it to somebody else. <laughs> I don't know why I was reminded of that of the other the day when I was outdoors working with uh, our infielders at Arapahoe. But it's a great story. It's a, it's a funny story. And to hear Gag tell it, um, he, he's quite a character. He's still in baseball, if you're wondering. He's the uh, bench coach for Joe Madden and the Angels out west. So uh, hopefully we run into him. Not too far down the road. In fact, he's a guy i got to get on the podcast, man. Funny dude. Funny dude. Good baseball, man. All right. It is uh, time for our What's Hot Topic. And our question comes from Rod. Rod from Arvada asks, Drew, it's spring training time, but have you been watching the Nuggets? Rod, funny that you should ask if I've watched the Denver Nuggets. Many of my winter nights have been spent watching the Avalanche and the Nuggets. I guess I'm one of the fortunate ones. I, I get them because I'm a AT&T DirecTV customer. And I have to tell you, you know what's hot? You know who's hot? I don't know. It's Nikola Jokic. And that's a no-brainer. He's leading the league in double-doubles with 27 as we tape this uh, on a Wednesday night. He has seven triple-doubles. And I don't think I'd ever say this about a guy that, you know, is close to seven foot and he would never be deemed athletic in the way we use that term. You know, a guy who runs fast, jumps high. If it's possible for a guy that size to play more frequently below the rim, Jokic plays more frequently below the rim. Yet again, as of this taping, he's in the top 10 in scoring in the league at 27 a game. He's in the top 15 in field goal percentage at 56%. Three-point percentage, he's one of the better guys in the league at 41%. He's hitting 88% of his free throws. He's in the top 15 in rebounding at almost 11 in a game. He is in the top six in assists per night at eight and a half. He's unbelievable. He has been the steadiest guy not just with the Nuggets, clearly. That's an obvious one. But he is a legitimate MVP candidate on a Nuggets team that's kind of uh, been on a roller coaster ride so far through the first uh, quarter of this NBA season. But he is an absolute joy to watch. And uh, he is our What's Hot, brought to you by Boyer's Coffee. He has been fabulous. The Joker. 
Once again, this week, the biggest story in sports was the near tragedy with Tiger Woods. And it got me thinking, you know, if we classified athletes, performers by most goosebump moments I've witnessed, Tiger's in first and second place hasn't entered the stadium yet. You know, of course, teams have provided many such moments, you'll say. Why don't we use the Rockies as an example? You know, Helton had that great walk-off home run against Saito that precipitated the remarkable finish in 2007. Of course, in Game 163, Matt Holliday diving into home plate and getting shaken up after that line drive to right that turned into a sacrifice fly off the bat of Jamie Carroll. Goosebump moment, certainly. Nolan's walk-off homer to complete the cycle on Father's Day a few years ago. Cargo's walk-off homer to also complete a cycle and beat the Cubs that landed in a Cubs fan's lap in the upper deck, if you remember. That came off of Sean Marshall. Those were amazing moments, all of them. But think about it. Those four moments were provided by four different guys. Tiger, by himself, he laps the field over and over again. Go back to the 97 Masters when he wins by 12 strokes, setting the scoring record in the process. Then how about the 2000 U.S. Open at Pebble Beach with a score of 12 under? He was the only guy in red figures. Ernie Els tied for second and remarked that he won the event he was playing in. The inference, of course, that uh, Tiger was playing in some sort of different universe. The chip shot on 16 at Augusta in 05. With the great call of Vern Lundquist, it's an unforgettable call. In your life, have you ever seen anything like that? You know, before that, they were all commenting on, you know, Tiger, it's going to be difficult to get it close enough for a decent look at, at par, and he chips in for birdie on his way to winning another green jacket. How about in 2008 at the U.S. Open, holding the putt on 18 to force a playoff around the following day, and ultimately winning on the 91st hole. And then you come to find out after he basically played on one leg. Then when everybody thought he was done, beating the other 29 top players in the world at East Lake outside of Atlanta to win the Tour Championship in 2018, which was a precursor, of course, to 2019, and maybe the greatest, I'm going to remove the maybe, the greatest goosebump moment that sits above all others for me, The steady ascension he made on Sunday at Augusta in 2019 and the remarkable comeback all but intact as he walked up 18, watching thousands of fans or patrons, if you will, march right behind him. It is a moment, even if you're not a sports fan, you will never forget. It had to move you. It still, as I tell it right now, makes my hair stand on end. Golf crowds can actually move, which makes the whole moment that much more remarkable. I said to my boys as I was watching it and we we all rejoiced that it was the single greatest athletic achievement, moment, whatever the heck you want to call it, that I've ever witnessed. And so when the news broke that Tiger was in a horrific car wreck, our minds collectively, I'm sure, went to spaces we never like to visit. In a year that saw the world lose an iconic sports figure before his time in Kobe, and we thought, oh man, here we go again. Fortunately, it appears Tiger will be okay. Time will tell how he recovers from a mangled leg, 
his ability to live normally with his kids is, of course, the most important element going forward. But we all want another script that provides yet another comeback that gives us several more moments where we mimic his fist pump and text our closest friends and family to share in the joy he's provided. I know this. If there is one person in sports history that can pull it off and brush aside the increasing odds against it, it's clearly the aptly named Eldrick Tiger Woods. And we all wish him well. Well, news from the Rockies is all players now are involved, not just pitchers and catchers down in Scottsdale. Some of the notes uh, that uh, have stood out to me. Buddy Black, you know I'm a big fan of his. And I think he is a terrific manager for a number of reasons. He really relates well to players. They want to play for him, but he's got a toughness that, you know, I think people say, well, does he ever criticize? Yeah, behind closed doors, he can deliver a message. Trust me on that. But he's perfect for this scenario. The Rockies' world has been rocked. Nolan Arenado's in St. Louis. We know the story. And yet he is so relentlessly positive that he has helped foster the optimism that evidently exists with the Rockies right now in spring training, despite all of the negativity out there. And he doesn't feed into that. He's like, hey, you know what? I like my guys. And I know you may say, well, he's got to say that. Well, sometimes there's codified language where, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to struggle a little bit. That hasn't been the message at all. And, you know, other guys pick up on that. I saw an interview with Kyle Freeland the other day, and this is not a surprise because Kyle Freeland's a tough guy, great competitor. His jaw was set, and he was talking about shocking the baseball world. Again, guys don't have to say that. They may think otherwise, but when you looked at him, there was a believability to every word that he was uttering. Trevor's story. And I know we don't know what's going to happen with Trevor you know, going forward because at the end of the year, he's a free agent. But as of right now, not only saying all the right things, but it appears believing all the right things. He said, you know what? That's fine that nobody believes in us. It, it's provided a chip on the shoulder, fuel. So my spirits were buoyed by listening to Buddy and listening to Freeland and listening to Story in the early days of, of camp. 2021. And uh, listen, I know it's a time of year that uh, optimism abounds, but rather than dwell on the negative and things you can't change, they've embraced their situation. And players know. They look around and they, and, you know, Kyle Freeland knows hey, listen, Herman, Sensatella, himself, John Gray, healthy again. That's, that's a nice nucleus on the mound. And I think those guys also are intrigued by some of the young players who we've talked about in the last couple of weeks getting an opportunity. Well, speaking of pitching, our special guest today is the Rockies' uh, pitching coach. He's been in that position now for several years, Steve Foster. And I picked his brain about uh, a number of topics. So our Ideal Home Loans interview of the week, the Rockies' pitching coach, Steve Foster. Well, Fosty, the, the most natural question, I guess the first natural question is, how are you? Did you have a good winter? I did. I had a good winter. I spent time with my family, and, uh, you know, we pretty much just stayed at home and uh, ordered out, you know, like most people in America today. 
Yeah, good deal. Uh, we were just chatting. How's that daughter of yours, who's a, who's a slick fielder at the University of Wisconsin and can hit, and, so, and is is far better athlete than the old man ever was. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Drew. Well, she's getting ready to go into her senior year, and you know, in the Big Ten, they they've made it just a Big Ten season, so all their scheduled games this year against Big Ten opponents, and so. They hope to get 40 games in, and she's excited to uh, get her senior season under. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, early impressions. Everybody around the sport and who, who love the game, uh, you know, they get uh, they get googly eyed when they hear pitchers and catchers report. Um, it, it's all on, all business for you. What are your early impressions of of what you've seen? Man, I tell you, uh, Drew, these guys uh, have just been a pillar of consistency. And I've been so privileged and blessed to be a coach here because, you know, so much in coaching is timing. And, you know, when you, when you, uh, when I got here six years ago, you know, I'd heard the name of Kyle Freeland and John Gray and Antonio Sensatella. I'd heard their, I heard their names, but I, you know, when I got here, I didn't know them. And then I've got to know them. And just over the years of getting to work with those guys and then, we acquired Herman Marquez. You know, those are four guys that have have posted up, man. They've been consistent. They they've worked and they and they're hard workers. They're humble guys. And you know, uh, the the Colorado Rockies organization did a great job in acquiring them and the timing of getting them. I mean, they come in and they just seem to keep getting better and better. And and they come in and they look great. Their bodies, they look strong. They're throwing well. And, and Daniel Bard has, has come back uh, along with, the, you know, a lot of our uh, relief for at the back end, and they've looked great. So there's a lot of enthusiasm, uh, you know, despite where we're at. I mean, it's, it's a difficult thing wearing a mask all day and, and staying distanced uh, when you're a part of a team. But uh, these guys' attitudes have, have been nothing but great since I've met them, and they continue to be. Steve, it's got to be interesting – um, you, you certainly have been here now a, a good amount of time. You know the history of pitching at altitude. It's got to be interesting, though, when people evaluate the Rockies, and we all know that you know Nolan's not a third base anymore, and, and really the last couple of years offensively, the team by its original standards, if you will, has struggled. And the strength of this team, again, odd to say, I've, I've been around this club pretty much since day one, that it that it's pitching, and you're you're in charge of that. Is that how does that make you you feel, or is there a sense of pride? Is there a sense of man pressure because we've got to carry things, so to speak? No, I, you know, there's pressure every day in this game. I mean, as a coach, as at the big league level, I mean, you, you, you know that pressure exists. And just like an athlete, you learn to deal with the pressure and how you can, you know, be able to cut it off when you get home and, and live a normal life and be a normal person. And, you know, you put the uniform on and, and you realize there's pressure that comes along with it. Um, uh, part of our deal over this time that I've been here has been team and team coaching and unity throughout our system with our pitching and communication and collaboration and, and working together. And Mark Wiley at the top, uh, Daryl Scott, uh, Darren Holmes, who was here. Um, you know, we've, we recently hired Flint Wallace, uh, who's, who's just great out of the Texas baseball ranch to help us with the data and analytics. 
And, you know, the number of guys that we have in our minor league system that are connectors and, we, and you know, we've taught us, we, we, we've done this as a group. And I just happen to be the big league coach and, and it, it, again, at the right time. And, you know, the, the development of these guys all the way up to the big leagues and then their continued development at the big leagues has, has just been stellar. I mean, I, I couldn't say enough about the group of men that I've been surrounded by and, and blessed. Steve, it seems like they're embracing the underdog tag, if you will. Is that fair? I think it's great, and I do think it's fair. And I think, you know, anytime uh, you see yourself at the bottom at the beginning uh, and you're looking up at it, I think any athlete, any coach – uh, embraces that and 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 really uh, nobody likes to see themselves at the bottom Drew. nobody likes to see themselves considered a forgotten uh, team and I think that you know our pitchers always felt feel like they they're up against the wall anyway it just it just for me makes them mentally stronger why will guys like who have uber talent like a Herman whose his talent is just about anybody in the game and we've seen more than flashes. I mean, he he has been terrific uh, in a Rockies uniform. Why does a guy like Herman take that next step in your mind? Uh, like I said, just uh, a tremendous competitor. Uh, but the, the humility and the work ethic combination, it's a rarity. And when you have a, a group of young men that have those components, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people want to believe you work hard, and and I would think most people in, in our lives, you know, that they do work hard to get ahead and hold a job and be successful. Uh, when you have a group that has that, and and they push each other, uh, it's a, it's a special time, and that's what we have. I mean, uh, there's no reason to believe that Herman Marquez won't continue to get better. He's had adversity in his life as a young man. He's, you know, he's from Venezuela, and he's he's uh, climbed through the minor leagues. He's got to the major leagues at a at a young age, and he's he's battled through, you know, some small injuries. He's battled through some failures, and he continues to uh, show up and be the same guy every day with the work ethic, with the humility, you know, with with the uh, teachability, and and those things are are hard to come by. That's well put. I'm going to ask for a thumbnail sketch on, on a number of guys to give, you know, Rockies fans an idea of, of maybe where they are and, and what you like about where they are right now and, and, and maybe peeking into the, the crystal ball, if you will, and, and seeing what they potentially can become. I want to start with a guy that just came in the Arenado uh, trade that's competing for that fifth start in the rotation. He had a solid year last year. Uh, pitching to a 1.86 ERA with the Cardinals, uh, kind of as a swing guy, and that's Austin Gomber. Early thoughts on Gomber? Great curveball. Um, you know, good aptitude. Uh, fitting in with the group, great, you know, here early. And uh, really a personable guy. I mean, I think he fits the other four very well, and uh, I think we have a lot to look forward to in seeing him fits in a Rockies uniform. Good deal. I want to stay in the rotation, or at least rotation candidates. 
uh, a former number one, a, a guy that has a lot of promise, and we haven't seen him yet at the big league level, Ryan Rollison. How far away is he, and, and what have you seen that uh, makes you smile? Uh, left-handed. <laughs> no, I'll start with that. Uh, okay. But uh, just, uh, you know, came out of Ole Miss, was a, was a first-rounder. Uh, you know, he's got the pedigree. Uh, he's, he's a bright guy. Um, he's got a, another, another guy with a good breaking ball and, and has shown, you know, that his command continues to get better and better. And he's made some delivery changes over the last year where he's staying over the rubber better and his timing and separation has gotten better, which helps him command the ball better. I think, you know, he's going to be pushing in the near future for a spot in our rotation. All right, very good. I want to ask you also about Ryan Castellani, who we saw uh, uh, quite a bit of last year. I, I know you love the arm, and it's going to lead yeah. me to another category. He has command issues at times. There's a, as Buddy likes to say, there's a walk in there, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, for us with Ryan as a group of pitching coaches, all of us working to help each and every one of these guys be their very best. Um, Ryan, like the other guys, tremendous work ethic. Ryan's got, uh, incredible movement. And when you have, you know, plus plus movement, which I consider him having, uh, it comes with his arm slot where the ball comes out and his delivery, you know, that's, uh, similar to Max Scherzer's, the over the head and that, and that three quarter arm slot. I mean, it's, it's great movement, but, you know, plus movement is, is harder to command. And it takes time and repetition. And, you know, uh, he's still young in his career. And he did come up last year, and he made some good starts for us. But overall, the, the walks were too high and the deep counts were too, you know, too often. And it led to, you know, short outings for him because his pitch count got up. So we're continuing to help him reel it in, I guess is the way to say it. Uh, learn, you know, learn the importance of getting ahead early in the count, being on the plate, daring the hitter to swing, and then getting to uh, pitcher's counts where you can use that movement and put guys away. But it's, it's you know, a continued effort of all of us trying to help him become the very best he can be and reel that command in. You know, whether, whether it's Ryan or, or, you know, we're going to talk about Justice Sheffield in, in a moment, a kid with the who came in the real five draft who's got a great arm but has dealt with command issues uh, in the past. In your career, how tough is it truly to take a guy that, that's, you know, got a high walk rate and get it back in an area that's manageable where they don't become their own worst enemy? How doable is it? It's doable. It. It starts with the mindset and the mental skills and the ability to to understand uh, the reasoning of why things are going the way that they're going. And, you know, you got to start by helping a young person understand, you know, if, if there's high walks or high hits, well, wh- why is that? Uh, what is your thinking early in the count? What are you trying to do in getting ahead? And then, and then secondly, it's the delivery. You know, uh, Larry Rothschild, who's the pitching coach with the San Diego Padres, was my pitching coach for the Cincinnati Reds when I was a player. And one of his favorite sayings was, uh, there's strikes in your delivery. And, uh, you know, I've used that many times in my own life because I heard it from him so often. 
and it's true. I mean, if you have a good delivery that you can repeat and keep the same release point, uh, there's going to be strikes once you master it. So if there's a delivery flaw, we have to address that, and then we have to address the thinking, how to attack guys, what, you know, what pisses do you throw best for strikes and getting ahead and not trying to leave uh, that thinking early and find yourself in hitter's count. So it is doable, and, and, and I've seen it enough in my life that I know that it's doable. I want to ask you about a couple of bullpen arms um, that are new to the Rockies organization. And in the in the pen, albeit it was 60 games, had a rough ride in 2020. Robert Stevenson uh, comes in the Hoffman deal, and he's a former number one. We've you know seen him pitch against the Rockies in the past. Uh, good arm. What, uh, again, are your impressions uh, as you now see him in a Rockies uniform? I really like what I see from him, uh, and I and I say that, uh, and it's and it's been a, a limited look. I mean, a couple of sides and a live BP. It's early, but you can see when a guy has plus stuff, and uh, th- this guy has a big arm and a and a good solid sound delivery. Um, this is an attack uh, plus bullpen piece that's going to help be a part of our bullpen. I think we, we, we all believe that that has seen what we've seen so far. And so we, you know, we, we look forward to continuing to help him and others, you know, build relationships with Bard and Kenley and Gibbons and Oberg and, and Estevez, you know, these are, these are all power arm guys and he fits right in with them when, and has a nasty slider. I mentioned this guy a little earlier, Steve, and, and he's intriguing to me. I know he uh, was in the fall league. Again, he's a Rule 5 selection, so unless you offer him back, he's got to be one of your 26 guys throughout the season. And uh, he has a brother who pitched very well against the Rockies last year uh, up in Seattle. But Justice Sheffield's now wearing uh, the purple. What can you tell us about him? It's Jordan Sheffield here. So that's oh, I'm sorry. I said Justice, right? Justice's yeah. brother. It's Jordan here. My bad. That's all right. So Jordan, um, you know, he's got a huge power arm as well. I mean, he's he's an undersized guy, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the big power reliever arms that you see in the game today. This is a, a smaller stature, stature guy, but with a really big arm. And, you know, he's a guy that can, can pitch some at the top of the zone and use his uh, slider off of it. And he's got a plus changeup. And he, he's shown up well just like Stevenson. Both guys have been uh, bright lights at this point early in the camp. More with Steve Foster, the Rockies pitching coach, in a moment. But first, this from a longtime sponsor. In fact, from day one. Ideal Home Loans. Brent Ivinson's team. Give him a call at 303-867-7000. That's 303-867-7000. They're going to save you money. They've done it for me on a couple of occasions. Whether you're purchasing a, a home for the first time or another home or you just want to refinance, which is a good idea in uh, these days with the low interest rates or you want to consider consolidate debt. They're going to take wonderful care of you as they've done for so many people over the last 20 years. It's why they have so many repeat customers as well. I've sent them a number of clients over the last uh, few years as well. That's how highly I think of them. 303-867-7000, Ideal Home Loans. And now back more with Steve Foster, the Rockies pitching coach. 
One of the things that I know you you would have loved to have had, and Buddy would have loved to have had last year, is uh, you know a reliable left-handed arm out of the bullpen. And I think maybe early on you'd hoped it would have been uh, a former high pick of the Rockies, uh, Ben Bowden. He had some uh, injury issues last year. Where is he uh, currently? Uh, ben Bowden. He's. A, I tell you what. Uh, he's number one. He's healthy. Uh, he's had some incredible, you know, health setbacks along his young career in the minor leagues, you know, where he's lost years. And uh, he's come in healthy. He's throwing great. He's thrown one live bullpen, and he filled it up, man. He threw a lot of strikes. He's another guy that pitches a lot at the top of the zone with a, a boring four-seam fastball and then has a plus change up in, a, in his curveball slurve has gotten better and better and he's done some things with his grip he's done some things in the off season you know working with some data and it's really helped his breaking ball a lot and uh, we look for him to compete at camp to, to you know push and hopefully win a spot when you look at data from Trackman and, and, and Rapsodo uh, are you encouraged to pass along for some guys, you may become more of a four-seam guy and, as you've been articulating, pitch up in the zone like you're talking about with Bowden? Yeah, and, you know, uh, Flint Wallace comes in from the Texas Baseball Ranch, which has been using the data, and he's been using it for almost 10 years now. And so he's a, he's ahead of the curve, as Steve Merriman was before he left us, and he's brought, you know, just a vast amount of and not just the education – but the application, being able to take and teach, and he's already started doing that with, with D. Scott and I, and, and we're able to not only watch him be able to, to use it, but he's teaching us how to use it at the same time, so it's a great deal. And, yeah, if the guy has high spin rate and has a, has a high-induced vertical, uh, those guys tend to be able to pitch at the top of the zone more frequently. It doesn't mean guys that don't have good spin rate can't, but they just can't do it regularly. Whereas a guy like uh, Bowden uh, he, he and Sheffield, both guys, uh, can pitch more often and get swing and miss up there. Uh, being at Coors Field, you, you got to be careful. You can't live up there because, you, you know, ball flies, and if it goes up in the air in the outfield, it can fly out someday. So we don't really look for it a lot unless the guy gets a lot of swing and misses up there, and, and both those guys do. Steve, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but with, with all of the, the new analytics, and, and some aren't new, but are there a couple of go-to statistics that if you don't know a guy real well, whether it's somebody new to the organization, uh, that you will look at that gives you a pretty good feel in what you like that says, hey, I, I think this guy can be effective with the Rockies? What, what would they be? Well, you know, Drew, um... I do, I do have a few, uh, but I don't know if I want to discuss them. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I wanna, you. There's certain secrets that you know of things that I like and Buddy likes, and that our data and analytics crew like that we look for and 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 center on that you know we choose to keep in house for for reasons that you can understand. But yeah, there are a few. Okay, absolutely. I, that's a that's a fair answer. How often do guys, and I'm sure you did this when you were pitching with the Reds, and how often are guys messing with grips, even established big leaguers? Oh, it's constant. I mean, uh, 
guys are always looking to get better. And sometimes, you know, and you slide a guy on a, with a slider that's on the seams and you back him off around the horseshoe of the baseball and uh, have him get it out front just a little bit more, he can add depth and and also velocity. So, you know, guys learn that over time, and they're they're constantly messing with grips. I mean, you talk to Daniel Bard, I mean, he's constantly in his catch play. I mean, our throwing program, as all pitchers should be, I mean, it's, Every pitch, every throw that you make is is important, and you know it's not just playing catch. It's it's throwing with intent and with purpose, and and you're 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 getting the fill of your arm, you're getting the fill of the ball in your hands, you're getting the fill of the ball leaving your fingers, you're messing with grip. So it's it's a constant uh, dynamic process uh, when gripping a baseball, and it looks like we may have another new baseball this year. What's your thought on that? Well, it's it's been uh, – <laughs> I tell you, it's been something else. You know, in 19 when the ball was flying out of the ballpark regularly and uh, being where we are, it, it, it added an element uh, of uh, obstacle that we already have and, and just, you know, it made it even tougher. So uh, I read something this offseason that there possibly is going to be a different baseball that – Maybe it'll favor the pitchers a little, and I couldn't be any more happier about that. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure. You know, a guy that you mentioned earlier that I thought had a just a terrific year uh, last year statistically and, you know, passing the eyeball test, I always felt like Antonio Senzatel, a bulldog, tough guy, plus fastball, um, you know, good late movement on the fastball, but didn't spin it in, in the vernacular of pitching coaches great. That changed in large measure a year ago, didn't it? It really did. And, you know, Drew, for me, uh, a lot of times, and I've said throughout much of my coaching life, if a guy can spin a baseball, he generally can spin it when he's 12 years old. And that has been the case in most of my coaching life. But what I found with a lot of the new uh, data and analytics and using a – Edutronic slow-mo camera that you can take a guy that has shown consistently to not be able to spin a baseball and and help him and and improve it. And Senzatella, number one, made some delivery changes that were paramount at the end of 2019. And and he would tell you, I mean, he was stubborn to a fault, and so many of these guys that are so good and make it to the elite level, uh, there is a level of stubbornness that helps them get to the level that they're at, and uh, it's not a negative, uh, but they have to, they never can lose the ability to be taught and to to have uh, the aptitude uh, to take and understand the information they're given and apply it, and Senzo had a power arm and and an average changeup and a below average breaking ball. And when he decided uh, that, you know, through some of the things that I'd shared with him and and Holmesy and D. Scott, that we worked as a group and said, look, this is what you're going to do. And if you want to be, if you want to be the best, or do you, if you just want to stay where you're at, then you can choose to continue to, to have the big movements in your delivery, or you can do some of these things we're asking you to do, and we're not going to ask you anymore, actually. We're going to tell you. And we did, 
and he embraced it. He, he, he took it. He embraced it. He went into the off season before the 2020 COVID year and did it, did exactly what we asked him to do. And he came in and we used the Edutronic camera and voila, I mean, uh, there's the curveball. There's the slider. There's the better changeup. And, and he's able to repeat it and a credit to, to Senza. I mean, what, what an incredible, uh, you know, move and acceptance that was for him. And the sky's the limit with, you know, with him. I mean, he, he, you know, I tell him every day, I, you, you could win 20. And, and I believe that. I think he's that good. And I think he can be one of the best and, and just be right along with those other three guys. Yeah. And, and by the way, how has John bounced back? John Gray uh, obviously missed oh, a good man. portion of last year. Yeah, he's been great. I mean, his mindset is right. His, his emotional state, the whole thing. I mean, his arm is healthy. He's throwing great. And he looks just like he did in, in 18 and 19. So uh, high hopes for Johnny. I, I know it's I know it's early, Fausty, and, and maybe this is unfair, but there again, shoulder some shoulder issues last year and, and his velocity was down a tick or two. Are you seeing the the live fastball again in terms of velo? Yeah, he's ninety four, ninety five, ninety six right now, and that's in live in a live BP. So yeah, it's jumped back. It's not ninety one, ninety two. Uh, the, you know, three, four, five miles an hour is a big deal when you're talking about the fastball and the way that John uses it to set up the other pisses. Right. Hey, I'd be remiss before I let you get on out of here and always appreciate your time. Give me a couple of names. I'm going to throw one out there, but then I'm going to ask you to add to to this of guys that, that probably aren't going to be involved necessarily with the Rockies at the big league level in 21 but guys that you've seen and say, okay, down the road, man, this is a guy. And, and the first guy that comes to mind, I haven't seen him. Uh, I've read a lot about him is Oliveris. Oh, Chris Oliveris? Yep. Yeah, that, man, that is going to be special, Drew. Um, and, you know, I didn't know how well-known he was. I didn't know there was anything even written about him. So it's good you've read some things because, um, you know, 19, what, 20 years old, uh, really tall and, and lean guy and unravels those long levers and throws 100 miles an hour, and it's special. And this kid's bright. He speaks both languages well. And, uh, you know, I sat and watched his throw his live BP yesterday, and, you know, you can dream big uh, watching this kid, and he's going to be a lot of fun for the Rockies fans to see pitch over the next coming years. And, and you see him staying as a starter, correct? I do. I think there's three plus pitches in electric uh, life to what he does. You know, if if there wasn't a third pitch, I would say possibly reliever. But this is a guy that we see being an impact uh, starting pitcher at the major leagues. And you know, this this is a body type like Chris Sale, like uh, Kyle Freeland, uh, long and lean, and and really throws hard. So they're going to have to make up their mind whether they're going to swing or not in a short amount of time. Any other kids uh, down the road that, that have caught your eye? Uh, well, you mentioned uh, Ryan Rollison. I mean, Lucas Gilbreth is a left-hander uh, reliever out of the University of Minnesota that's come through our system, and he's having he's at his first big league camp, and you know he's he's sitting 97 in his live BPs, and he's I think I said he's left-handed and uh, a good break, the power breaking ball. And uh, he, he's been a bright light. And, you know, uh, we, we've had, you know, Chi-Chi's throwing the ball well. 
And Derek Rodriguez we picked up from, from San Francisco as a free agent, and he's throwing well. So Tommy Doyle showed up late last year and uh, learned some things. And, boy, he's going to be special, big power arm. And, and then another one I would mention is Justin Lawrence, who Justin missed last year uh, and, and is now back with us. And he is throwing you know, 98 to 100 in his live BP from a lower three-quarter spot. And, I mean, it's filthy, Drew. I mean, he. I, I hope he competes well at spring training and shows – uh, what he's able to do because he's a guy that could get to us quick. You know what? You can never have enough arms. I need not tell you that, right? That's right. <laughs> you never have enough. Yeah. And the and the other thing that uh, we always say, you can talk all about the Trouts and the Bets and the Blackmans and the stories, and they're a blast to watch. But the game, the story is always told by those guys on the mound. If you can pitch and pitch well, you're going to win a lot more than you lose. Man, I couldn't say it any better, and I totally agree. And I think that baseball is a game built around great pitching and great defense and, and timely scoring, and that's that's the way it's set up. So we we certainly hope that this group of guys is going to be able to give us a chance every time we go out there to give our hitters the, the uh, time to to get those big hits for us. Well, I, I look forward to it, Steve. I always appreciate your time. And uh, I, I would say, you know, I'll see you in a few days. I may see you in a few days, but I'm going to have to wave to you from afar. So we'll do it that way. <laughs> All right, Drew. Hey, it's been great talking with you. I said it before I talked to the interview. Uh, this year is all about opportunity and who's going to grab onto an opportunity and run with it. They're position players from the Brendan Rodgers to the Hampsons to the Hilliards of the world. Even even guys that have has shown a little bit more, you know, with Tapia having a pretty good 60-game season last year. Ryan McMahon, who we've seen hit 24 home runs in a season. They have great opportunities to become impactful big leaguers and really also have an impact, most importantly, on the one-loss column. And that's uh, that's what I'm going to be focusing in on. And just talking to Foster, it got me excited because there are some new arms. There are some developing arms. There is more depth. And we'll see how it plays out, certainly, in 2021 as we march closer to opening day, which will be April 1st. At home, the Rockies will take on the world champion Dodgers in the first of four. That'll do it for this edition of our podcast. Uh, Join me each week. I jump on with the DNVR guys, uh, Patrick and and Drew, Patrick Lyons and Drew Kreisman. They have a great show daily on DNVR, so you can catch me there uh, as well. That'll do it. So have a great week, everybody. Stay well, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again in a few days. You've been listening to the Drew Goodman Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts and leave a comment. It helps other people find the show. Rockies fans, hit your morning out of the park with Boyer's Coffee, proud coffee partner of your Colorado Rockies. Head to your local grocery store today to pick up a freshly roasted bag of Boyer's Coffee. Roasted right here in Denver. Cheers to the home team. 